Welcome to the Red Bull Rant. I'm Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 62, As the Worms Turn. Back after last week, uh, sorry about that, my internet connection was really crappy, lost it for a total of eight hours on Thursday, and then for another three on Friday, so we're unable to record. But we're back this week, ahead of the all-important Philadelphia match on Sunday. Uh, before we get to that, uh, first we got to talk about four games right now. Uh, real quick, the New York Red Bulls took on the New England Revolution last week in the U.S. Open Cup, and sure as rain, they decided to crap the bed and will no longer be in the U.S. Open Cup. Um, you guys have what any thoughts on this What a fucking surprise. There's my, there's my <laughs> thought. What a fucking shock that they can't pe- get past their second game of the Cup yet again because that seems to be their curse is they can win one game and they can't win another and of course Evan was talking about oh if we win when we win this game we'll have to play in Philly or or DC yeah because they were gonna fucking win the second game because that was gonna happen and I got another thing you know what Uh, Thierry Henry get your ass up there and at least be a sub fucking man up I, I don't even care just just be a man it's one game you don't even have to play a full 90 minutes but you should at least be able to come on in the second half Play some minutes. For the love of God. Now I'm, I'm, now I'm mad again. I got over being mad. Now I'm mad. Don't worry. You'll be, you'll be happy soon enough. Oh, um, but God. I, yeah. I'm not even going to add to that. <laughs> yeah, my, my opinion, my opinion is kind of, well, now I can go on living my life. <laughs> I, I, you know, it, I, I maintain until the U.S. Open Cup is played in the actual stadiums these teams play in, uh, and fans see fit to show up. I, I don't care. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, I think I, I've always I maintained that I think the the story history enough is why this thing should matter, but it doesn't. It, it, that's just where I stand on the U.S. Open Cup. So I didn't even get to watch the game when I heard they lost. I was like, eh, you know, I, I didn't mind at all. I was like, okay, it's, it's one less thing to worry about. And it, and it's not like because you know everyone was getting on Baca for not you know bringing players. I mean, they did bring players. Yeah, this thing just fucking. They can't win these goddamn games. They can't win them. Mm-hmm. I'm what the fuck? Seriously, how can you not get past? New England. I, I just, I don't fucking get it. I don't, I don't know. But uh, before we move on from this game, we got a voicemail from our good friend Raphael from Florida. Hey, guys. Raphael from Pembroke Pines. I'm going to try to keep the fucks to the minimum, but I don't think it's going to work out too well. I mean, I just watched the Red Bulls lose, lose 4-2 to two to the New England Revolution. Now, let me ask you a question. Where is Henry? I mean, he says he's a fan, but he doesn't play in these games on the AstroTurf. That is probably decent, but Jesus Christ, play. You said you were a fan? You play, don't you? For the fans? Maybe. Maybe not. Doesn't even show up. He wasn't in the field. He's not even in the bus or however he got there. Hey, is he watching the game on that fucking stream that they have, which leads me to another thing. Can the Red Bulls put some money towards the stream? They put it on YouTube and it, it's just and stuff. Horrible, and they had, and then the the announcers from New England announced that it's a special thanks to the Harvard University for providing the video production for this match. You know what? For a bunch of Harvard students, you fucking morons don't know how to get a good angle on the video. You don't know where to put the video. Do you even know what sport you're filming? Fucking morons! I really wannabes. At least they didn't put on Unimas who, you know, is a national TV station, but only good for half the country. I mean, you know what, guys? I just burned my fucking dinner. Fuck this shit. Good night. (laughs) Alright, look, here's the thing about Sierra Henry. You cannot play him in front of 3,000 fans in Harvard. You can't. If he goes down with an injury in front of 3,000 fans that nobody saw, that is a PR nightmare. I know there are people who don't think PR matters in this league, but it does. There are people who show up at this stadium to watch Sierra Henry. If it's 5,000 people, so what? Our attendance sucks enough. You cannot waste Sierra Henry in the U.S. Open Cup game at this point, at the, at the way this game, this tournament matters. At this juncture, you just can't. I, he he can't play ten minutes. He cannot. No, you cannot risk him getting hurt on on, on Harvard Stadium's field. You can't. Bah. You just can't. Bad. I say bad. I say bad. <laughs> uh, I say if Pecky's our coach, we got to trust him this year. So I'm not going to argue with him. Moving on. Uh, we're going to talk about the United States men's team uh, up until our break. So I, I'm going to stop that. It's going to go bad with that. All right, so now on to the United States uh, men's team. Uh, obviously, they just got done with their uh, June World Cup qualifiers against uh, Jamaica, Costa Rica, and Honduras. And holy crap, nine points out of nine games. Who saw that coming? Honestly, I mean, raise, raise your hand if you did because you, you deserve a star for that. Josie Aldador is raising his hand. Pat McDonald's <laughs> raising his hand. <laughs> hey, 
I, this, this is what I'll, uh, I'll say a couple things. Remember when we lost the first game to Honduras and everyone had a heart attack? Wasn't that hilarious? Yeah. I remember, remember? we said, remember we said calm the fuck down. Yeah. That, oh, that was God. Business, man. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna enjoy that for a little while because I thought that was completely hilarious. <gasps> oh, no, we lost an away game. Oh, we're never yes. gonna make the World Cup oh, again. Oh, uh, he doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, Klinsman, he's gotta go. Oh, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, idiots. Bring back Landon Donovan now. And, and hey, can I call? I'm I'm gonna pat myself on the back again. Can I call it when you know a player's gonna get hot? Because holy shit, Josie Altador was an absolute animal. Oh yeah, he was uh, an animal, and now he's. I mean, can we just play the World Cup now? I I don't want to wait because what what <laughs> anything can happen. He can might he might cool off. He might get play for some crappy ass team, you know, and and never start a game, and then he, you know he might not play as well. Because man, he's just been unbelievable. I knew that Germany game was going to be a springboard from him. I mean, ho- I didn't think it was going to be like this. I mean, I didn't think he was going to score in all three of the qualifiers. Yeah, um, first, first player to score and first U.S. player to for, score in four straight matches. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, I mean yeah, you know, going back to your panic uh, thing. I mean, all the people who said Josie Outdoor was a bust. Yep. I mean, the, what? He's twenty. He's twenty three, right? He, he hasn't even reached twenty four yet. It's like, all right, everybody. Yeah. Like, I like everyone who got their comeuppance at this point. Although, I'm sure there's still <laughs> there's probably still plenty of people like, no, they're gonna lose every match here on out. They still suck. <laughs> um. So first off, let me apologize. I said we beat Costa Rica. We did not. We beat Panama. Don't know why brought Costa Rica to it, but anyway, um, can I take full credit for Josie's um, streak just because I was at the Germany game? Am I allowed no. to do that? No, no. I already took credit for it. So what do you do? Yeah. Come on, yeah, he pretty much just took credit for it. It's <laughs> <laughs> my job. All right. Well, aside from that, the best the best thing about the standings right now for the Hex: Mexico sitting in third with eight points, only winning one out of six games, and that was on the road. Their goal difference is plus one. That's it. And they ain't looking too good in the Confederations Cup either. No, they're not. No, they got ba- they got bounced out of the oh. Confederations Cup last oh, night. So yep. two games and they're out of there. That being so, said, that being said, they're still going to the World Cup. Of course. Sure they are. I yeah, mean, you know? It's like, on. that's what's so crazy about it, as bad as they are. If anything, honestly, their their performance, what it hurts is, uh, you know, CONCACAF trying to get, you know, another automatic bid because it's just not looking so so great right now. But, uh, you know, the U.S., uh, as the fans said in uh, Seattle, which we'll talk about that in a second, but uh, as fans said in Seattle, uh, we are going to Brazil. Um, yeah, we're going to Brazil. And if you if you don't think so, then I don't know what to do to convince you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I forget um, what the scenario is, but there is a scenario where they can clinch in their next game. Yeah, it, it, it involves other teams losing, but they in yeah, uh, September. It I think Jamaica, is the next Jamaica winning. Game. Jamaica has to win the next one, and they, since they have two whole points at this point, that's a little. Uh... <laughs> I think it's because if they, I think it's they would beat Costa Rica, mm-hmm. which means that United States move uh, five points ahead with three to play. And Something here's like the cr- here's the crazy thing about it. Like everybody's on such a high note right now, and like I feel like, and I and I know if they lose in Costa Rica, the sky's going to be falling again for everyone. But that's actually a match I'm not necessarily expecting them to win. I mean, the last time in the last World Cup cycle, they lost three to one at that stadium. So and it's a turf field. Um, so I mean, you know, we'll talk about that obviously in September when that game comes up. But uh, I'm not even necessarily expecting them to win that one. So it's like it's kind of funny. Like you know, everyone's on such a high horse, and I know if they drop that game or even if they tie, people are going to be. Like, like, ah, it was a fluke. A fluke. Because we know the reactionary culture we live in. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, I think that's uh, that's about it for uh, this segment. This? Um, I well, think, Pat, did you want to say about? something about Seattle? Did you have something on your mind? Oh, that's got, right. We forgot I about this. I got plenty on my mind about everything, but uh, <laughs> let's go keep, for it. Keep the party wagon I, going. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I, they, we, we barely scratched the surface on the United States men's national team. <laughs> um, well, that's right. You, gotta, you, you have to get your, your, your stuff in now because you're not going to be here the next two weeks. That's true. Yeah. We all talk about that, too. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's – yeah, I mean, like, I guess everything we can, like, we go, like, uh, you know, who's hot, who's not in this uh, – World Cup qualifier right now. I mean, I've, you know, we talked about it. Josie off the door is obvious. Uh, you know, uh, Fabian Johnson and Graham Zusi. If those guys are delivering crosses for this team in Brazil uh, in 2014, we're going to look really good. Uh, you know, Gra- Gra- Graham Zusi has pretty much made Landon Donovan a non-factor at this point. Uh, you know, hopefully Donovan can get back to a level of consistency that he's just not displaying right now. I think he'd at least come off the bench. But right now, I mean, there's nothing to write home about or worry about him not being there i mean that uh, 
amazing how we've gotten to that point. Uh, the back line is interesting because, I mean, DeMar- DeMarcus Beasley, for all his flaws, I think is pretty much locked down that left back position, allowing Johnson to move up. Uh, Beasley is definitely the more solid of the two center backs right now. And, and I know there's a lot of consternation about Omar Gonzalez, but for whatever it is, it is. I mean, I do think he's going to at some point stop having that screw up her game. Um, Brad Evans, oddly enough, might be the weakest link on the team right now. And the thing is, he's, you know, he still played pretty well. And, but you have to realize the two players are going to come back in for him or Tim Chandler or Steve Cherendolo. And that ain't nothing to worry about. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's an exciting time to be a U.S. national team fan. Uh, you know, considering at the Gold Cup 2011 is pretty much, well, here comes, uh, Mexico's, uh, 10 years of dominance that we're going to have to deal with and look at where they are right now and look at where we are. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting time. So if anyone has anything to do it, then I'll, otherwise I'll rant about Seattle. Rant, rant about Just Seattle. Rant, 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 right. rant. Now look, I, I know everyone who was there says it was amazing. You know, even the play, and everyone keeps saying, well, see, the players say it's amazing, but one, the players are supposed to say that, but I, Look, maybe the TV doesn't do it justice, but I did not see until boom, boom, clap, which seemed to be the only one everybody knew in that stadium. It did not seem like it was all that exciting on TV. Uh, but, you know, I'm just saying, like, everyone, I still don't think, I still maintain that the only purpose to have that game on a crappy pitch, whether it be turf or grass or, or temporary glass field, is the promise should be 65,000 screaming fans in Seattle. I know everybody wants to say they redeemed themselves. I'm not not one of them. So, yeah, there's my little rant. I, I don't think they redeemed themselves in such a... Like, I think everyone's like, oh! Like, I remember, I, I don't remember anyone saying anything during that entire game, and then that boom-boom clap came on, and everyone's like, oh! Seattle, are alive! They're amazing! <laughs> this, Ray Romano's pissed. Give me another tough. That, uh, my two little things on Seattle is, that field sucks. I mean, there were guys running down the field and just falling over. Yeah. Because that field was, because it's the, it's the, tr- it's those trays of grass. Yeah. Awful. What a god awful field that was. We're glad, I, I mean, we're lucky no one got hurt playing on that garbage. That's just it. I mean, you gotta think about that. Everyone's like, because nobody do- got hurt doesn't make it any less dangerous. Right. It's just, you're lucky. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what, uh, it, I, I, I I guess everybody was just like so eager to forgive Seattle or something, so they just looked past the obvious flaws. But I don't know. And on, uh, don't you know that? Don't you know that Seattle's the birthplace of American soccer? Come thank on. you, because that was going to be my second point. Is that I watched this little video of a little wrap up. You know, I think our, our good buddy Zach Wassing posted up. Boy, they just love themselves. They they are the greatest soccer city in the in the world. Uh, they invented the sport. They're the greatest fans of all time. Uh, that douchebag, there's, okay, this video, this douche opens up his USA shirt or whatever that it shows he has a fucking Sounders jersey on underneath. Fuck you, buddy. It's not about the fucking Sounders. It's about the United States men's team. Exactly. And he's like, oh, Sounders, we're the best. What a bunch of fucking tools. Yeah. God damn. Let's fucking rant this shit. My biggest complaint about this whole Seattle thing isn't necessarily what happened in Seattle because, like Pat said, they kind of embarrassed themselves. They didn't really burn it. But the next game, Taylor Twelman basically calling out the fans in Salt Lake for not being the fans in Seattle. Ugh. I mean, what do you fucking expect? First off, if you listen to on TV, they don't really sound, they didn't sound too much different. The only time anything sounded different was the, the clap that everybody did in the Seattle uh, stadium. That was the I mean, only, really, that, that was the only, look, honestly, guy, you know, and everyone says, well, it's the mics, you know, but, and I know I'm about to trash our own fan base, but, <laughs> like, the Seattle Sounders games with 40,000 people sounded like a 15,000 Red, uh, uh, Red Bull game where you can hear the South Ward off in the corner of the, uh, of the screen, and then you don't really hear much else. And that's what it sounded like to me, and that's not how a U.S. national team game should sound. It's, it, it sounded like a typical MLS game. That's how, that's, yeah. that's what I would equate it to. Yeah. And it, and it's not, not to try, like, I, like, Pat not to trash any our fans or anybody else's fans. It's just soccer in this country generally don't get that much attendance at games. I mean, how we've how many times we talked about eighteen thousand attendance not really being eighteen thousand. I mean, mm-hmm. but when you put forty thousand people in a stadium, especially one like CenturyLink that was designed specifically to keep sound in, yeah, and it doesn't sound amazing on TV. And you look at a Sounders game the Saturday before 
against the Vancouver Whitecaps, which attracted 50,000-plus. And granted, I didn't watch the game, but I, I can guarantee you it sounded better than this game. Yeah, yeah that game you can talk, loud. And you can talk all you want about where the mics are placed, but if you're into it, mics will pick your ass up across the field. Uh, yeah. So, no, that's what it sounded like. The You could hear the AO, but that's all you could hear. You could not hear the rest of the stadium whatsoever getting really into it. And then they're like, oh, boom, boom, clap. I know this one. I'll suppose clap like I boom, boom, right? All right. Gee, give me a Starbucks. <laughs> Did you become Southerners too? Is that what happened? I'm leaving free trade coffee. Shoot. <laughs> Man, I really like that Pearl Jam. <laughs> my Kirk Cobain, he was like the John Landon of his time. Uh, and the show has uh, come to a grinding halt. You, you, where was the fucking sound bite there? Where was it? We so needed it. Goddamn. <laughs> let's just. The goddamn soundboard's broken. <laughs> Can't use it. <laughs> oh, the uh, show has reached a new low. <laughs> um, one one random uh, question, question, I guess. Confederations Cup obviously started uh, last Saturday. Yes. Why did ESPN have Ian Dark do a, a qualifying game instead of being down in Brazil for the Confederations Cup? I mean, yes. just a thought. Like, Ian, Ian is their number one guy, right? Yeah, that that means because Merck is number one. <laughs> Hey, I'm pretty sure they they want to put him on U.S. team coverage. Then, kind of Federations Cup. Who who cares? You know what I'm saying? TV screen. I care a little <laughs> bit about the Confederations Cup. I mean, I got Uruguay and Nigeria on right now. It's it's just because 2009 Confederations Cup is where the evolution of my fanhood really started. So Confederations Cup has a soft spot, soft spot right here. I'm tapping my heart because <laughs> right, and it's barely. All right, so I think that's a good spot to end the segment. If, unless you object to it again. No, let's crash this. Crash this. <laughs> let's protest World Trade Organization. Shoot. <laughs> All right, so on that note, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to two gentlemen that are involved with the Steve Nash Foundation's New York City uh, Showdown 2013. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the Red Bull Rant. We want to welcome to the show today uh, two very special people. First is Simone Sandri. He is one of the co-founders of the New York City Showdown, hosted by the Steve Nash Foundation. And the second is Vernanzio Ciampa, president of the Promotion Factory, who runs the, uh, I guess, day-to-day operations of the, show, the showdown. Uh, gentlemen, welcome to the show. Ciao. Thank Ciao you to all Red Bull fans. <laughs> uh, first, let's get started with... Um, the, the Steve Nash Foundation. I know both of you guys aren't in it on the day-to-day operation, but can you guys give us a little bit of background on the foundation for those that don't know about it? Uh, Simona, I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take that question. Yeah. Well, basically, Steve uh, is uh, basically as uh, as much as Steve uh, is a superstar. He's also, uh, I, can, I can't definitely say, calling a philanthropist. So he's, uh, he really takes a lot of pride in uh, what he does in uh, not only his community, but basically in uh, some of the issues that he uh, feels strongly about it, and mostly the early child education. So he started his foundation many years ago, uh, I think 11 years ago, and uh, his goal obviously is to improve the life of, uh, of young children. And uh, so every year, the showdown is basically the, the premier event uh, of his foundation. All the proceeds are going to, uh, to his, uh, his project, which uh, is a deal with the uh, um, early childhood education. So it's, um, it's certainly a very worthy cause and Steve is not only, like you say, some defense of the, of the foundation, he's also puts a, a lot of effort and he takes a lot of pride in the things that he does with the, with the foundation. And now, uh, you, like you said, the, the New York City Showdown is kind of the premier event for the foundation. Um, Simone, since you're the co-founder, what, what was the, um, the, how, how did it get started? Like, what was the the cause or the, the reason that uh, it was decided to, to put this in New York City? Simone, really, really, it was Simone and Steve that really wanted to find a way to for the foundation to come to life in a way. Uh, and what, you know, and what better way than putting together the two uh, passions of Steve with soccer and uh, and basketball. Obviously, one of them, he was able to live this out professionally, but the other one, uh, having played with him many times, is, uh, and uh, whoever has seen him play is a hell of a player. And uh, we thought the idea, they said, well, can, we, can we find a place in New York? Can we invent something 
uh, an eight by eight game which we play every week during the summer all together. Let's invent it for the charity, and uh, and really that's how Showdown started. Yeah, the initial name was Showdown in Chinatown because, as you know, we play in uh, in Chinatown in the middle of this beautiful corner of New York of different ethnicities, different cultures, uh, kids mixing with older people, and um, and it's, now it's sixth edition. But um, obviously, we did it initially without much corporate support or much uh, help from anyone and but still it was a wonderful almost spontaneous happening that now has captured the summers in New York City. How how did you guys um like you talk about like it wasn't sponsored early on. How did the sponsors find you guys and start supporting this? Yes, even answer these are definitely question for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think it, it, again, it, it, the cause is a fantastic cause, and and Steve, is, as Simona said before, really has put uh, so much of of what his vision of life is into his foundation. Uh, so that obviously there's a seriousness there, there's a trueness there, a realness there, and that that helps. And soccer has become really a big thing. As obviously your you and your fans and uh, your radio listeners uh, know, uh, we're starting to love soccer here. When I came here 20 years ago, you know, 23 years ago, to find a soccer game was quite difficult. Today, it's fine. It's, you have to kick people off the field, so, so it's, <laughs> it's changed dramatically, right? And it's beautiful. And um, and we know it's the universal, the global game, the universal game. So I think, in a way, the fact that we created this great moment in New York with these stars, but also stars being very close to the people, that has really um, made sponsors and quick-thinking sponsors want to join ranks with the, the showdown game, and obviously with Steve and his and his uh, and his friends. Um, so I think that has helped most. Both so the seriousness of the cause and the fact that soccer is definitely emerged as uh, the sport, uh, one of the premier New York sports. Um, the, this year's showdown uh, takes place uh, next uh, Wednesday, I believe, the twenty sixth. Um, is there still a way for people that are interested in uh, coming by to watch the game to uh, buy tickets or donate whatever it is that they need to do to be able to watch? Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, it's uh, you can actually come and, and watch. It's a free event. So that's the idea behind the, the showdown, basically, is bringing a major superstar to the to the neighborhood park, basically, uh, and to play in front of uh, of people actually play uh, on the same field. So that's the concept. So you can actually go. And there's plenty of uh, of uh, open seats, and it's uh, it's a free event. There are also uh, some premier seats uh, there are for uh, uh, that you can actually purchase. And it's very easy. Just go to the Steve Nash Foundation uh, website, which is stevenash.org. org. Uh, just uh, click on the showdown. It's a, there's, a, you know, there's all the information. There's a lot of things that you can do. You can help out the foundation in uh, many different ways, and also you can purchase tickets for bringing your seats and also to the to the after party. Uh, where all the superstars are gonna are gonna be hanging out after after the game. Uh, we also, by the way, this year for the first time, we're also we're doubling down because we're also doing showdown uh, West Coast. We're gonna go to LA on the 14th of July and uh, and host uh, the the showdown in LA for the first time. So that's gonna be an, an, an interesting challenge as well. Uh, but yeah, definitely there's uh, tons of things that people can do. And as I said, 100 uh, percent of the proceeding go to uh, to the foundation. Uh, Everybody works as volunteers, so it's really a great, a great event. Even just being part of there, even the players just go, who go there, they are all uh, really making an effort and uh, basically helping out in any way they can. Uh, they found this so it's a great, great way to, to be around a uh, superstar. At the same time, you do something really good for for uh, for a boss to guard. So what are you going to find on Wednesday afternoon in New York? Uh, uh, people like Steve Nash, Thierry Henry, Tony Parker, Grant Hill. Darren Davis, Javier Sanetti, uh, Matthew Flamini, just to mention a few of the people that played showdown. Where are you going to find them saying, hey, let's play a pickup game? So it's uh, so exciting and um, um, the showdown is something really, really unique that uh, um, has become really a, a key moment of the New York uh, summer. Now, we, we were going to ask you about who was playing, but you kind of already covered that. Now, you mentioned one player, <laughs> and his name is Tony Parker. I just want to know, is Tony Parker going to show up with another NBA title ring? 
Oh, this Simone is anthro, though. I love this to Simone. I'm a poor Italian fucker, amateur fucker player. So. I, I, I hate to ask, uh, to, actually, I hate to answer this question because I'm, I'm friends with Tony and, uh, and I hate for him to listen to uh, what, what I'm about to say. So, unfortunately, I think that uh, Game 6 uh, is it was such a wasted opportunity for them, and I don't think there's any chance that they're actually going to end up winning uh, uh, a title on Game 7 on the Miami Four after the Heat are getting all the momentum. So, uh, unfortunately, I think they have... Uh, and not only that, it's going to hurt a lot, because after you, you go so close, and you, you're not able to uh, to actually, you know, uh, basically get get a trophy that you already smelled, it's uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt quite a bit, I assume. And I don't think tonight is going to be pretty. So, I'm really sorry I, to Let me that. put some positivity though in what Simona said he's a great soccer player he played a really good showdown a couple of years ago so and Simona you played with him on the field he was not bad yeah he, he was he, he's a good player and also Chris Bosch played played a couple of years ago and he was uh, he was his first time he ever played soccer so it's, it was an interesting afternoon for Chris Bosch who's uh, actually coming up uh, big in this final season last two games so it's uh, at least we have one former showdown player who's going to be Saturday. <laughs> So I, I was actually gonna, I was gonna ask actually, kind of along that vein. Uh, besides Steve Nash, I guess Tony Parker and Chris Bosh, or maybe it was just those three. I mean, who out of all the NBA players, who re- who really has the, the best skills on the uh, on the soccer field? I'll give my opinion, and then Simone can give his. <laughs> I, I, for me, I have to say the person that most excited me of all the NBA players is, uh, funny enough, Nate Robinson. The guy is just a physical freak, and he did some things that I've seen done only after years and years of experience. Although I'll admit that Parker plays well, Jason Kidd played well, but uh, to me, that what uh, I remember that year, I think it was three years ago, when Nate Robinson played, he was spectacular. And I've never played soccer from what I understand. That's the most incredible thing. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I, I agree. Uh, I think, first of all, Steve is... Uh, He's off the charts in this discussion because oh, yeah. he's a real, yeah. he's a soccer player, he's a soccer player who, who happens to be playing basketball right now, but he's a guy who could, uh, in my opinion, he could play in the, in the MLS, so he could have played in Europe if he actually chose soccer instead of basketball. He would have been, uh, uh, maybe one of the best players in, uh, in Canada history if he actually stick to soccer instead of being drawn by basketball. But, Aside from Steve, uh, I, I think two the, the most fascinating like story that we had the showdown was definitely was definitely Nate Robinson because also the way he grew during the game it's it's really a, it was really a fascinating experiment experiment of athleticism because basically he never touched a soccer ball with his feet and the first ten minutes the ball was basically bouncing off him and then he actually learned how to control the ball how to pass it it, it was fascinating in the second half he actually made through through pass through ball through passes, he was making like the right play. He was uh, he was kicking the ball the proper way. It was just fascinating to see, and uh, and so I, he is definitely the, the the one that we all remember. Uh, in odd, and then those guys like that you maybe we didn't really expect to be good, which like uh, Grant Hill and Baron Davis, they turn out to be actually decent uh, decent player. Well, it's it's not it's not that shocking because I mean the guys look at the guy's height and he wins slam dunk contest, so. You right, know, right, right, he, he right. pretty much is unstoppable. Now, this, here's, here's my question. Flip the sport and put soccer players on the basketball court. Who do you think would have the best skills out there? Hmm. The best. Ooh, that's uh, a really interesting question. <laughs> we never, it's funny because we always, we always get asked uh, about soccer, you know, basketball player being a uh, uh, soccer guy. So it's, Probably the first time ever we get asked the opposite, which which soccer player would have been would have made a good basketball player. I think. Well, I, I think actually, no, for a fact, that Claudio Reina played. Uh, he's a really good basketball player because I played basketball with him a few times, so he's a, he's a good basketball player. And I know, um, you know, there's a lot of guys, a lot of the guys, soccer guys who come. They they enjoy the game a lot. Uh, Matthew Flamini is a he's a huge was a huge fan. Patrick Vieira, for instance, a huge basketball fan. Uh, uh, even even Edgar David, for instance, was a uh, was a big fan. I'm not really sure how they they would translate uh, on in uh, as basketball player. If I have to pick one, I would probably say that uh, that uh, 
Saudi Arabia because I've seen him play. He's a good basketball player. He could, he could, he could I think, I think you know who would be probably not bad, even if uh, obviously he's uh, not very tall, but he's super competitive. He's super competitive, and he wants to win at everything. I played ping pong with him, and he he was like uh, destroying me. He compared to Giuseppe Rossi, who oh, will yeah, actually play in this year's, in this year's right. showdown. And he would... He's so competitive that he, I'm sure he'd be a very pesky god. I I missed who you said. Who was that? Giuseppe Rossi. Oh, Giuseppe Rossi. Rossi. Oh, he's, yes, he's, um, yeah. he's a fan favorite in New Jersey. Very, I'll just say that. Yes, <laughs> correct. He's a fan yeah, favorite. He's and actually, actually, the whole section of uh, Rossi fans that come show up at Showdown is like 50, 60 people that uh, are there in the stands and they all, for the whole match, they chant Giuseppe Rossi's name. It's pretty exciting. Well, I mean, right, we, so we, we have... I was going to say, I mean, but the correct answer we were looking for, this being Red Bull Ranch Show, uh, Thierry Henry was the best basketball. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm we sorry you guys up. bombed all that right. question. <laughs> uh, what do you want from two Italians? Please. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, now that I... I actually played basketball with Thierry and his friends and Steve once, and he's pretty good. I actually completely forgot about it. He's right. He's, he's, and I also saw and I also saw Thierry this weekend in uh, in San Antonio at the at the game at game uh, three and game four, so uh, in four game five. So Simone, I'm laying the fault on this on you. Uh. Yeah, it's it's you, yes, it's you. Yes, totally my fault. Thierry is an excellent basketball player. It's absolutely true. Well, we know we know Henri doesn't like playing on turf, so he probably doesn't like playing on like a, a asphalt court either. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what, what, one last question then we have our little special feature that we always do with our guests um, to kind of shift it back towards uh, the showdown um, if anybody wants to donate money to the showdown or the, the Steve Nash Foundation how would they uh, go about doing that it's definitely yeah. stevenash.org slash showdown and uh, you can be part uh, of showdown a way to donate money to enjoy yourself and uh, really to do some uh, some great good. That's probably the easiest way. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna end we're gonna end this with uh, what we like to do is our little top three, where we just give you a question and you just rattle off top three. And since there's two of you, I believe we're gonna have a top six here, and we're gonna keep it with the showdown. So top three players that have competed in the showdown, name wise or uh, just uh, skills. I, we'll, we'll just talk pure. Pure skills. Right, uh, number one is obviously Thierry. Thierry Henry has uh, <laughs> probably that we, we've seen. But number two, very close, is Salomon Kalou. He's, uh, he's uh, probably the best one-on-one player I've ever seen in my life. His uh, double step is uh, really mesmerizing. So I would say number two is uh, Salomon Kalou. And number three is, uh, in my opinion, Javier Zanetti because he's such a versatile player. He's, he's, a, he's a defender who can cover everybody, but when he goes on the wing, he goes for, for like... Uh, uh, an hour, a hundred miles per hour. So I would say my top three would be Jerry, Salman Kalu, and Javier Zanetti. Uh, I'll be quick. I agree with Simone on Thierry Henry, for sure the number one who's ever played at the showdown. Uh, also, and uh, I have to say Javier Zanetti was impressive. But I think I would change the third player to Giuseppe Rossi, who played in the <laughs> showdown where he scored like eight goals, and it was uh, incredible some of the plays he, he volleyed that day. Now, is Steve Nash going to be mad that no one said Steve Nash? I mean... <laughs> you, are, you guys are tricky, I have to say. You guys are really tricky. I always thought Red Bulls stand for... Well, man, they're tricky, Simona. We have to really become a little bit more smart here. No, we, we, we still have to change the answer. Do we have time to change the answer and sneak uh, Steven uh, in there as the third, the third best player you ever played the showdown? <laughs> uh, let, me, let, me, let me just throw this out there, too. Just speaking of Steve, um, this was a few years ago. I saw him shooting a commercial, skateboarding. So, I mean, is there really any sport that that guy doesn't like to do? Uh, actually, it's uh, funny you mentioned Steve. Basically, I've never seen a guy who's so versatile. He basically does every every single sport. So uh, I doubt that there is one that he doesn't like. Uh, we played tennis once, and he and he told me he's busy. he played like tennis three times in his life. And I'm I, I consider myself a pretty good tennis player. He actually completely embarrassed, he embarrassed me in the worst way. So it's just it's just I mean it's just a freak of nature. So I, I doubt that there is a sport that he doesn't play. Excellent. Well. Simone said right, it all was... on this one. <laughs> uh, I think if Simone... he played Bocce, yes, 
he would still be a great bocce player. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, Simone uh, Franzil, thanks very much for coming on. Um, Before before we let you go, do you guys want to plug your you know your Twitter handles, uh, Facebook, whatever it is that you guys have going for this? Yeah, we have uh, we have the the Signal Foundation at Twitter. Which uh, it's basically where you can get all the info for uh, showdown. We're gonna tweet uh, all different kind of interesting things. Trivia. You can win uh, signed shirts. You're gonna. It's, there's a lot of fun things to be uh, that we're gonna do from now till uh, till showdown. We're gonna tweet during uh, showdown, and then we're gonna uh, we're gonna have an auction at the, at the post game um, party, and uh, we'll tweet all different kinds of photos and pictures, so uh, and videos as well. So uh, definitely follow us on. Uh, at the Steve Foundation. Uh, also, both with myself and the Nantium will be on a tweet as well. The Nantium is the Nantium Trump at Twitter and me, Simone Sandri at Twitter. So, we are all going to see all kinds of uh, interesting things and uh, fun things from now to uh, showdown. Excellent. All right. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, showdown NYC kicks <laughs> off on uh, Wednesday, June 26, 6 30 p.m. at uh, Sarah D. Roosevelt Park on the Lower East Side. Uh, Simone, uh, Fernando, once again, thank you guys for coming on and uh, giving us all that great information about the foundation and the showdown. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much, even if you had a lot of sneaky questions. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, bye-bye. Bye. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. Put on your fun shoes. Fun Welcome back to the Red Bull Rant. Once again, we want to thank uh, Simone and Vianzo for coming on the show. Uh, it was really good. If Once again, if you can make it uh, next Wednesday down on the Lower East Side, uh, 6.30 p.m. for uh, the New York City showdown sponsored by the, not sponsored by, run by the Steve Nash Foundation. Uh, moving on to the big game of the week for us, obviously. Uh, the New York Red Bulls travel down the New Jersey Turnpike to not Philadelphia, but Chester, Pennsylvania to take on the Philadelphia Union. Uh, I will be there in attendance, and I, if I'm not mistaken, actually I'm not mistaken. Uh, Truman's going to be there with me. Yeah, <laughs> should say that. Yes, playing uh, a tailgate. Playing a tailgate. <laughs> How am I going to say that I'm mistaken? <laughs> um, <laughs> so we'll we'll be there. I we're planning on sitting with the supporters, cheer our fucking heart out. Uh, my voice will probably be gone by the time that uh, that day is over. So we'll see. But anyway, thoughts on the Philadelphia match, Pat? You're up. Uh, I think, uh, the Red Bulls are going to get back to their winning ways in Philadelphia because, well, the Philadelphia, they may be a little hot right now. They, uh, always seem to falter to us and, uh, I do believe that's going to happen again. I think, uh, the contingent we're going to take down there is going to be nice and loud. So, uh, yeah, Philadelphia Union, I don't see you winning this one. So, we doing predictions already? Fuck Go yeah, we're it. doing predictions. Alright, cool. Red Bulls win this one, two to one, and then uh, as soon as they win, I take a... Anxiety pill, and I go to sleep on my airplane. I, I really have no idea how to predict this game because we—I don't even remember the last time they played. When was it? Was it three months ago? I don't uh, remember the last league game. I have no idea what happened. I think it was in January. I don't even know who's on the team anymore. <laughs> but it's—it's uh, it's really hard to judge when you have such a long layoff. Um, you really got to kick these guys' asses. But this is this is what I think is going to be the deciding factor. The new practice facility. Mm, yes, yes. Yes. I think, I think that's the secret weapon. They finally have their own facility. Very fancy locker rooms and training rooms and cafeterias and no fans are allowed to get in or they're shot on site. I believe that's what I've heard. They have armed guards in every corner. <laughs> that sounds um, very Austrian, so I believe that to be true. Yes. And, I think that is really going to help the team. It's going to help them practice. They're going to have full, full fields. They're going to feel good about themselves. And I, I really think we're going to get a win out of this. I, I, it could go either way. It's one of those 50-50 games because the Phillies not playing god awful because they're not DC United. But, um, 
I think we are going to win, and I I'm going to go with the three one win. I predict that the section and a half of Red Bull supporters that are coming down are going to get harassed like hell, and security's going to do jack shit about it because that's how things roll. Just yeah, that's how it out there. Has, has, has nothing to do with the game itself, but just you know how it rolls. Um, as for the actual game, like Truman said, I believe the new practice facility will be a boost. I've seen. Uh, some reports about the first practice that players were coming off the field and they were very happy. Like every, almost every single person was smiling, happy. Like you wouldn't expect that after a training session, but, and, uh, if you look at some of the pictures that have been posted, I know Empire Soccer has a slideshow. It's a, it looks like a decent facility from what's there. I mean, it's not the size it was supposed to be. I think it was supposed to be six fields. It's down to three, I believe, but you know what? Things, things like a new facility can provide a bump, and especially coming off of this, you know, three-week break of no MLS games, I think that it's a, it's almost great timing for this facility to open up, just to give them something to kind of encourage them. And I gotta say, I like the fact I'm seeing this. Now, don't get me wrong, the Red Bulls have always put money into this team in terms of players, but now that they're finally starting to put money in terms of facilities, it gives me hope for what this team is going to do. Granted, it's not going to be PR money that everybody so thinks is so desperately needed to get fans in the seats, but the fact that they're willing to spend money on this <laughs> team, <laughs> the fact that they're willing to spend, <laughs> the, the fact they're willing to spend money on the team to help improve the quality of play on the field, I think is a great thing. As for the game in Philly, the key, in my opinion, is going to be shutting down. Oh God, well, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, Jack McInerney, the guy has been an absolute beast. This year, he has 10 goals scored, which I believe is, if not the best, among the best in the league this year. So, I mean, not that this is the best, um, uh, what's the word? Proof of how good he's been this year, but his fantasy value, which, you know, will vary for everybody depending on how they play, has gone up from 8.0 to 9.3. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's how good he's been this year. So I think if the Red Bulls can shut him down, then you'll see a definite win out of this team. Uh, I don't think they're going to shut down completely. I think he will score one. But I think a refreshed Red Bull squad is going to come out and use Philly as a way to get the anger out for losing to New England in the U.S. Open Cup. So I'm going to go with Truman. I'm going to say a 3-1 victory. And you know what? I'm going to go a little bit bold. I'm going to say this is going to be completely out of left field. Sebastian Latou somehow gets into something and gets a red card. Because fuck, uh, fuck that guy. The insane prediction of the day. <laughs> we, we need an insane prediction. Oh, of course. I predict, uh, yes. Dutch, I predict Dutch people will look over at my seat and be like, Oh, you like MLS, yeah? That's not Dutch, is it? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Jurgen. Um... So we don't have uh, predictions for everybody else because, honestly, we record this show a lot earlier than normal, so I didn't get a chance to ask them yet. But hopefully we at least get one back from Craig. Um, <laughs> Someday. So, uh... Have we checked out his whereabouts? He's alive, don't worry. He's he is alive? alive? Yeah. Okay. Yes. It, it would just be nice for him to give us a prediction at some point. But anyway, um, a little bit of uh, housekeeping, I guess. Uh, for the Fantasy League, since I got to mention this earlier, uh, top three, uh, Pesco moved up to number one, nil-nils down to number two. Ooh, uh, Nick's shake up. Nick's eighty, yeah. Uh, Nick's eighty four is number three, and numbers one and three are owned by the same guy. Oh, I know we've talked about that before, but uh, yeah, no team of integrity. <laughs> we got a kibosh on uh, as, teams. <laughs> as for us, uh, Pat's down in twenty first with yeah! one hundred thirty six points. <laughs> this place, I like it. Uh, Truman is in nineteenth at seven hundred fifty five points. Mm. And I am number eight with 936 points, a whole 500 points ahead of Pat. <laughs> nice, nice round number. There you go. Uh, the prediction standings, I'm not going to go through because we haven't done predictions in like three weeks, so there's no point in doing that. Um, and no one so wants to listen anyway. Well, the, yeah. we all know our hardcore fans are keeping track at home, so they have. Oh, yes, they're writing it down. They have it written down in their journals. So in, um, other words, in other words, Jimmy Cave mean to me at work, but at the same time, Pat has 13 points in the standings. <laughs> I just love that. Makes me feel so good about the Rebel rant. Jimmy Jimmy Cave has an abacus, and he's sliding it back and forth as the manager. <laughs> Our wins and losses. Well, we, we know Jimmy Cates has his Red Bull Rant poster hanging in his room. <laughs> if you want to sign a Cates, you just bring it next time you're in Jersey. Uh, so that's all we have to talk about. So is there anything that we didn't plan on you guys want to talk about before we end this one? What is uh, soccer again? I, I, I honestly, I don't even remember. 
so long. <laughs> oh, well, let me say this. Uh, Jay and I will be at the game. We will be tailgating, uh, hopefully tailgating before the game, as long as we don't get in trouble or something. But uh, so if you want to uh, tweet at us when you get down there, if you're driving down, obviously you're taking the bus down. It's not going to help. But we'll be there hanging out early. Uh, tweet us up if you guys want to come and hang out and kick a ball around and um, – Hang out with our little celebrity friend. He's just a few inches tall. I won't say his name, but he wears a red jersey, and he hates Philadelphia. So, yeah, he's going to be there, too. Yeah, um, I guess all I can say is that if you're in a Mexican restaurant in Philadelphia and on the board in the men's bathroom, the chalkboard, there's Let's Go Red Bulls. I'm the culprit. Couldn't tell you the name of that restaurant, though, but their margaritas were delicious. What you so. going to do about it, Philly? Hmm? Nothing? Oh. And then uh, I guess other than that, I guess I won't see you all for three whole weeks because wow. I'll be I will be in Africa. I'll be in uh, Uganda making a documentary about sex slavery, believe it or not, uh, working with an organization called Set Her Free, uh, where they basically rescue these women who, you know, women is a loose term. Some of them are as young as 11, uh, and they just basically try to give them an education and whatnot. And uh, so I'll be working on that. Uh, hopefully I'll be MLS Live will work on the Ugandan internet, though I'm not quite about that so i'll try and stay uh you know caught up on uh the league but yeah so this is going to be my signing off moment for some time hopefully i'll come back with some soccer stories uh, apparently we will be seeing like a youth soccer team or something so uh should be interesting i just say come back alive yeah. how about that that's pretty much the advice i've been getting don't die <laughs> um and i would like to say that, that is my intention to not die so uh yeah i think i'll be okay you're not going to go play uh soccer with some kids Oh, I'll play with soccer with some kids. Oh, yeah. I just played my best game ever last night, my rec league, where I, like, curled a ball that didn't go in, but I curled a ball. Mm. It was pretty cool. <laughs> Everybody gets one. Yeah. Uh, so, one last thing. Um, I just remember this. Uh, this was posted in the Viking Army uh, supporters message boards on Facebook. Apparently, the Sons of Ben tweeted out, quote, There are about 650 future NYFC supporters coming to PPL Park this Sunday for the Philadelphia Union vs. NJ Energy Drinks game. Hashtag, we all hate Red Bull. First, fuck NYCFC. Not, the, not during that ship at all. Second, you have no right to criticize where we play when you play in fucking Chester. That's what I'm going to say. Wait, wait, can I can I just add a little thing onto this? Of course. Uh, what, what they also, what they forgot to add is sincerely uh several thousand former dc united fans of course so oh also uh, the most uncreative uh fans oh let's call them the pink cows i'm, I'm gonna borrow pat's voice there you go hillbilly voice <laughs> pink cows that's creative <laughs> how about the dead bulls <laughs> yeah genius guys genius uh that being said i'll see my uh friend eric walsh who's a, who's a philly fan at the game <laughs> see you there buddy yeah all i can say is that yeah rocky did not end the cold war when he fought drago so, <laughs> yeah that's true that's son of a bitch yeah stop thinking that's uh the truth because we all know that david hasselhoff ended the cold war when he sang of course it's like, it's it. and i mean come on when, when your city's most famous sports hero is made up you have no right to criticize anything no. you, you you've lost it you're, you're done plus it's a terrible you're, place you're, anyway well well i see i would criticize philadelphia but they don't play in philadelphia so i can't <laughs> I mean, no i stand by on. what i just said i, no, I stand by <laughs> no, it. no no a terrible fine, place. Chester is a terrible place. Chester is yeah, really it dangerous, is. from my understanding. Like Cam, like Camden level dangerous. Um, I would say, I would say it's worse if if there were actually people living around the stadium, which I don't believe <laughs> there is. No, not no. It's it's like out on the should be on a boat yeah. at this point. It's how close to the river it is, but yeah, but yeah, it's That's not right. That's, take that, Philadelphia Union. You might as well be playing on a barge. Right, ship grass down the river. Hook up with your your other team that you love, DC. Hey, DC, yeah, you suck too. I had to just throw that in there because why not? You <laughs> lost the home to Toronto, and Toronto can't beat anybody. Oh boy, oh what a good year! It's hey, been really good. Wait one second. This just in for New York Red Bulls Twitter account. Free T-shirt night, June thirtieth. Woo! T-shirts! Woo! Yay! I'm stoked. T-shirts. Let's all get T-shirts. It's it's a it's a red out. That's what it is. T-shirts. They're all red T-shirts. I'm not complaining. At least they're giving away shit. Then we talk about that like a thousand times. That giveaways are always good. I'm down. I'm down. Can I trade my T-shirt for a beer? Even though I'll be in Africa, but you know, whatever. Yeah, sure. Could could you give? Not not that I'll probably be there, but 
Can you get some, like, 3XL shirts at least? You know, hefty guys like to watch soccer, too. Just saying. That's right. On that note, yeah, uh, you can visit our website, redbullrant.wordpress.com. You can email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. You can call us at 973-348-5329. On Facebook, facebook.com slash redbullrant. Google Plus, Storify, on Twitter, at Red Bull Rant, at Dr. Stooge for myself, at pmacd 82 for Pat, at The Truman for Truman, and as always, we're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and if you listen to us on iTunes, please leave a rating and let us know how you, what you think about the show. Um, one lesson I just remembered, this Sunday, not for the Red Bulls, uh, the Chief Issue USA game, during the second half, there will be, I believe it's Skywriting that will appear above the stadium in LA mm-hmm. for, to get their owner out of MLS since he's a douchebag. I like it. I'm down with that. So keep your eye out for it. And if you want to tweet about it, hashtag look to the sky. <laughs> right, any last thing before we go? Uh, two things. Philly would come to smash your team and take your women, or at least the one attractive one that's in that entire city. <laughs> and what, I what, met what her. I say? Yeah. I met her. Right? Yeah. She, doesn't, she doesn't really live in the town anyway. She lives like on the outskirts. She doesn't like Westchester. <laughs> and uh, let's win. Win it up went all over their faces. I win, and you stay classy, Rebel Nation. So for all of us here at the Red Bull Rant, this was episode number 62. Thank you for tuning in. As always, go Red Bulls, and fuck Philly. Peace! And war! Bates.